welcome to the Getting Hip podcast. I'm your host, Aelon, and today I'm going to talk about a number of things partly related to music theory, but also related to, I guess, general life stuff and things that I'm interested in. I'm going to start with the music theory stuff because I think that if I try and keep this podcast within a certain time frame, I want to make sure I get the music theory stuff out of the way first and the rest can be kind of just extra on the side. In terms of like generally I will record these podcasts and then upload them uh, pretty much immediately. I'll likely make a exception within the podcast so you can pretty much assume that the same amount of time has passed in between my last podcast uh, uh in real life as in as is the distance between those podcasts so last week i gave a general uh introduction i talked about some future things and in this week i'm gonna kind of reference some of the things that I talked about last week particularly there was a an album that I was checking out the album was La Sabatus I hope I'm saying that right but I don't speak French at all and it's like uh, I'm gonna get slammed if there's any French speaking people in the future who listen to this but uh, I listened to that album kind of more thoroughly um, at least once or twice top to bottom but like very you know listening to like the songs without doing anything else I I like the album as a as a general whole. I found that there was because as I mentioned I like to do transcriptions on my YouTube channel and I found that there maybe wasn't a an an exceptionally great solo that I wanted to transcribe in it. I thought the solo ideas were really interesting and one thing I definitely want to suss out in like uh, re-listening is the fact that uh, Yaz Ahmed, Ahmed, yeah, Ahmed, Yaz Ahmed, is, she apparently plays like a quarter tone flugel, flugelhorn or like a quarter tone horn, uh, and like you can hear some of those inflections within it, but I wasn't hundred percent sure if it was like an actual like her using uh, specific embouchure techniques to accomplish that, or if it was actually the instrument itself. So. That's just a quick aside. What I generally took away from the album were a lot of like textural uh, interests and intricacies. It reminded me, uh, as I said last time, it reminded me a lot of some Indian fusion stuff that I've listened to. So lots of kind of vamps around motifs. Um, I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember one, but I'm also trying to think if I should play it. Like, uh, I, A, I don't remember it, but B, I probably shouldn't play it anyway for copyright reasons. But yeah. And also like interesting time signature stuff. So she had one groove that's, uh, it's... It's something cool, like it's... Six eight six eight six eight five eight, and then six eight six eight six eight six eight, uh, or something like that. It's 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 definitely just got like a, or it's got like a five four bar, and then a, a six four bar at the end of it. And I really like that idea of composing things, like, lo like, time signatures that have that sort of irregularity. So it's something like, uh, 
you know, you've just got, say, uh, we, we could choose an arbitrary example. Let's say you've got, let's say you've got something like four bars of four, four, and then you have a bar of three, four at the end. And so we add up to 19 total, or you have uh, four bars of four, four, one bar of five, four at the end, you've got a whole bar of 21, uh, a whole section of 21. And like on top of that, there's the added complexity of like, it's a five bar cycle, which is cool because that's usually not a big deal. If it's an odd time signature, you're kind of, uh, I don't know if, like this is a standard but the way that i would like my brain would comprehend that is like oh i'm in odd time signature territory so like i'm not thinking too much about like evenness in bar lengths but if you have like four bars of four four and then you have a bar of five four it's gonna sound like it's gonna have that extra layer of oh you know of unevenness if you have like an odd amount of bar lengths as well there are what's that one bill evans tune that has that's like a five bar length i don't think it's bill evans who wrote it i think it's a bass player who wrote it um i don't remember what it is damn i'll uh if i i'm sure if i like if i if i went through the real book i'd be able to find it but that doesn't matter uh, aside from, so yeah, aside from those like vamps, another thing that I, I quite liked a lot was just the general texture soundscape of the album. I really like the vibes and I mean like literally like the vibraphone, not the, not the vibe of the album. Uh, although I did like that, but yeah, I would say all in all, there was like, it's, it's a good album and, uh, I especially like how she's bringing in some... Uh, electronic features with actually how she processes and plays the trumpet live even i believe she went like more intense on her latest album but i haven't checked that out yet so i'm not going to comment until i have actually listened to it but yeah uh just as a i guess a quick reference back to that album i would recommend yaz ahmed les Sabatus. i found it on Bandcamp. Uh, i would recommend checking it out there is a there are two musicians who I want to talk about. One, uh, if you're listening to this, you've probably almost definitely heard of him. And another one who, if you've listened to this, you've maybe heard of him. Uh, the one of whom you've maybe heard of is a Swiss pianist named Malcolm Braff. He was introduced to me by a YouTuber named David Bruce. I'm going to talk a little bit more later on if I feel like I have time about some of my favorite YouTubers, but David Bruce, uh, kind of brought Malcolm Braff into my, um, into my, into my, uh, awareness. And I kind of went on a bit of a dive of his website and I really am fascinated with the idea of how he talks about phrasing, not phrasing, uh, phasing like uh, notes within a bar so that you can have say if you have two notes that are equally spaced uh, so the ratio is like 50 50 and then you want to get to like 66 33 repeat repeat blah 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 you can actually have the like you can have the 50 the two to one and then the or the one to one and then the two to one ratios as the two extremes and you can actually 
gradually move in between those two so you can go you can have like in your mind just the general pulse playing your play your straight eights and then like have the uh sound of swung uh eighth notes in your head but you don't go straight to it you actually play all like or as much as you can tell and and feel and vibe you play the parts in between it and i'm not gonna go too much about that i'm i recommend just checking out malcolm braff b-r-a-f-f uh check out his website it and you know just go like listen to his music because it's amazing there's but the reason that I, it was like re-brought into my attention and I wanted to mention it is because the musician of whom you probably definitely know if you're listening to this is Jacob Collier. He's a modern day jazz funk messiah, I guess. And he did an interview like at the time of recording, so October 28th, he, oh, Australian October 28th, so yeah, uh, he did a interview with, I think it's Build, I think that was what, what the what the website or whatever what the channel was called. Nevertheless, he uh he mentions different swing ratio percentages, and he talked about being really like really enjoying fifty seven percent swing ratio, uh, and he kind of gives, I guess, or he gives a. a literal example he just kind of does some beatboxing and it's cool but one thing that interested me was the fact that he chose 57 percent. i was like wow what well why 57 percent? and so me being a bit of a bit of a nerd uh like a music theory nerd i realized that i've experimented with this before where i've taken a daw that i use uh, for example i use ableton and I input, like, say, 10 notes equally spaced within a bar. And or, or for ease, I'll say I took five notes equally spaced within a bar. And then I deleted the second, third, and fifth note so that when it played, it was a, like, quintuplet swing. There's a shortcut in Ableton. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember exactly what it is. But you can just, like have 10 notes and then highlight them and then it will like squeeze them all so that you can put it within a bar. And yeah, so I did that. And so that was how I made like a quintuplet groove with MIDI. And I was curious because there was like this drummer, I think it was Tommy Igoe, who mentioned the half straight, half swung. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting what is what is the ratio for half straight half swung because a quintuplet groove is 3 2 a regular swung triplets uh 2 1 and then you can have some more complicated stuff like like 4 3 which is like a septuplet swing and I was curious. I was like, well, what's the mathematical halfway point between straight and swung? So it would need to be a ratio where if you like just moved one of the fractions from either side, it would become the ratio would become uh, two to one. And then if you moved the ratio from 
uh, like the other way, it would become one-to-one. So without getting, I guess, like, you know, I mean, I guess there are literal ways in which you could kind of mathematically, like, there are probably simpler ratios, but the simplest one that I found was 7-5 because... 7-5, 7-5, if you move the 7 over, it becomes 6-6, six, six, which is 1-to-1. One one. And if you move the 5 over, it becomes 8-4, 2-to-1. So 7-5 is halfway... It's... Well, that's a... Uh, that's a... Like, mathematically, it's an exactly halfway between straight and swung. And curiously, if you... The total is 12, and so 7 divided by 12 is 58%. swing ratio. Jacob said 57%. And I've got to be like uh, me. I was like, oh, well, you know, 1% swing ratio is probably not going to make an enormous amount of difference. But yeah, like the 57% or the mathematically, technically really correct 58.3 repeater percent uh, swing ratio is exactly in between uh, straight and swung. And so I was like, oh, well, nice. I recommend checking out Jacob's video, uh, and also I believe I think I have a YouTube, or not YouTube, like I have an Instagram post where I go through, like I show you this like setup that I've got where I go through different swing ratios. I've got like sevens, nines, like seven to five swing ratio. I've got three to two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, one thing that I find is interesting is if you were to use the ratio of seventy five percent, that's just like uh, your regular, you know, like a dotted, like a uh, dotted semiquaver, a dotted quaver with a semiquaver at the end. But if you like something that's really cool that you could do is you could think about ratios that are in between like 75% and 66%. So if you were to go for like something like a, well, actually I'm not going to give a number. I want to actually calculate it. So I want to calculate a, what the percentage is of halfway between 75 and 61 or sorry, 66. So I guess plus four from 66, we get to 70 minus four from 71. So 70 and a half uh, or like 70 and a half, so we can round either to 70 or 71. And so to, like, 70% swing ratio is kind of like the easiest fraction, right? It's just 710. So if you were to have, like, you could play, you could play, well, you could, uh, you could play like uh, seven notes, and then three at the end. The trouble is then bringing that up to a speed where it sounds more like a micro rhythm and like a swing. You know, like, I, I don't even know if I'm like doing it perfectly, but that's because other, other than that, like if you bring it, if it's too slow, it's just going to sound like a bar of seven 16 or 732 and then a bar of 332 which 
you know you might want but if you're wanting them to sound like swing ratios the the core pulse has to be the whole 10 like within one you know uh and so that's like that's a 70 percent swing ratio which is mathematically halfway between i'm not there's no way i'm gonna be able to do it that fast but you know that's the now it's good i have something to practice so thinking about swing ratios in terms of percentage is a really cool idea and i maybe as a Something that I haven't kind of fully worked out or fleshed out, but as I said before, the point of this podcast is for us to learn along the way. I like, I was listening to sambas, some samba grooves, and particularly one by a man named Mokhtar Samba, uh, who, as you can probably imagine, is quite good at playing samba, but I like I imported one of his songs that has just a really short break in it and it's got this I mean David Bruce talked about it in this in the exact same samba uh in the exact same micro rhythm video where he mentions Malcolm Braff uh it's called a samba de rota rhythm and it's consists of four semiquavers but the last two the third and the fourth semiquavers are shifted ever so slightly to be ahead of the beat uh or on top of the beat and i imported it's it's kind of weird because it sounds like samba subdivisions but it also it's played by what sound like ganawa musicians because the melody sounds like exactly the same as some spiritual uh like uh ganawan songs that i've listened to so let me find the name of the song mokta samba uh, Dayem El La, D-A-Y-E-M space E-L space capital L-A-H. Uh, check it out. It's got a, it's, it's got like this amazing groove, but it starts with this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is that? So I drag it into transcribe, slow it way the heck down and I hear that there is a way in which you can describe it as being three, two, two, three. And I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Like we, we take for granted that like swing ratios are always it's always big, small, big, small, big, small, big, small. But we don't really do like big, small, small, big, big, small, small, big. Like, I think we do it within, uh, I think we do it within larger odd time signature stuff. Like we kind of similar to what I mentioned before, I guess. But I was thinking about like, what if you were to take just like 66 percent two to two to one and you just make it one to two like every 
four every four bars or every bar it changes. And I was like, oh, that would be uh that that's something that I really want to want to work out and see if I can develop. Like, how could you? You know, uh, and it's like, how would melodies that you already know change? Like, uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it a on the piano and b on the spot right now. But taking a fast bebop melody, uh, playing it slow, and then like doing like swapping the ratio every bar that's and i like it because it sounds like uh you you can if you wanted to be like really just mean like a cruel vicious person you could do one Two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Uh, so you like you set up the uh, you set up the um. What, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? The uh, you set up the expectation. Oh my gosh! Wow, way to English. Uh, you set up the expectation of that it's going to be two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. But when you go to like, when you go to one of the twos, let's say the last two of the second bar. Sorry, I'll try that again. Instead of that two being a two, you actually make... Instead of that two being two three, you make it one two one two. You make it like it's it's like an odd bar, but the bar has become uh it's become an irrational time signature. So before you were playing four four, but if you were to subdivide them like triplets, you're playing twelve twelve, right? Or twelve six, twelve twelve. Yeah, one two three one three dun 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 and then if you do it one two one two one two one two, you're doing uh ten twelve because those that like because you're taking those last two which would make it add up and you're put making that the start of the bar. So I will I'll demonstrate by playing two notes. It'll be like uh D and F sharp. D will be the downbeats. You know, uh, I'm probably going to have a section in another podcast where I talk about 
some irrational time signatures that I've been working on, uh, and I'll probably I'll I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you with that one because I've done an arrangement where, like, I really love. I really love irrational time signatures and it's something I'm, I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to get super hip at, but doing something like, I really love doing like take say something that would have been triplets. And make it like four so that you've gone. You know, uh, that's that's probably the most basic example that I could po- you could possibly think of. But I, yeah, when I talk about the jazz sign language that I'm making up, I will definitely be spending some time with irrational time signatures. So don't worry about that. It's coming to nearly half an hour, so I'm. I guess I'm going to quickly talk about some of my favorite YouTubers and I have some other stuff, but I'll probably leave that for a later podcast. So in terms of favorite YouTubers, I'm going to break the into music YouTubers uh, and then kind of like my gaming uh, language, blah, 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 blah. But in terms of favorite music YouTubers, the ones who I definitely think you should check out, Number one for me right now is uh, David Bruce Composer because I think he's still like just pumping out mad quality videos. Uh, I also really like Tantacruel. There's a pianist named Nare Sol who's really cool. And I guess because I've already mentioned three of the five, I'll also shout out uh, Adam Neely and Ben Levin who are also really cool. I have... There are some transcription channels that I follow. You probably know about June Lee, but there's also one called uh, Sharp 11 Music and one called Alo and A. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, other than that, uh, I guess music channels. Is there any, are there any other music channels that I really follow? I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some. Um, oh yes. Oh my God. I have to give this guy a shout out because he's amazing, but he's only just started out. He's got really not that many true uh like followers at all but his name oh it used to be his normal name but he's changed it to listening in i have to give this guy a shout out because he makes some really beautiful like quality videos he's got uh, analyses of movie soundtracks he talks about arrival he talks about the shining he talks about 2001 space odyssey he talks about up the pixar animated movie and he's also got some really cool videos on Jacob Collier. He's got a video where he talks about uh, Moon River. Uh, and he also has like a general video of him talking about like microtones, polyrhythm, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking him out. Other, I guess... Oh, yeah. Also, Rick Beato. Uh, although, uh, I-, I tend to find that I like to kind of look at some like of the older videos because he does lots of live streams nowadays which if i'm going to be honest I, I just can't be bothered checking out some the reason i kind of didn't mention adam neely before is because more i i kind of view them view him and a couple of the names i'm about to mention as more music uh entertainment so like adam neely samurai guitarist rudy ayub rob scallon 
blah, blah, blah. They're all really cool. Uh, Davey504, uh, get hyped for the laugh reveal at 5 million subs. But yeah, in terms of some other YouTube channels, I'm going to try and limit myself. Uh, for language, I really like this guy uh, named Dorgan. He's a Japanese... I guess like a Japanese comedian, I'd I'd almost I'd say uh, he's got like really really good pronunciation for Japanese. Like his um, like pitch intonation is just perfect, uh, almost perfect. But um, he he doesn't do educational videos. He does like comedy skits, and if you like follow him on Patreon, then you get actual like educational stuff, which is cool. Uh, other than that, I really like. Um, Oh my god, what's his name? Chris Broad, abroad in Japan. That's a, that's a cool one. I don't follow too many other uh, language YouTubers. Not a lot of them that I do like are very active. But yeah, um, in terms of gaming and just I guess general other fun, uh, I like Ranton. I like Zero Lenny. I like uh, Imfa Y M F A H. And yeah, there's not. Like too many others that I like, I guess. Oh, video game donkey, you know, gotta gotta give a shout out to to the dunk. I will maybe just quickly talk about some of my favorite podcasts, and then I'll I think I'll wrap it up. So, in terms of the podcast which I've probably listened to the most of, I it's probably Philosophize This, hosted by Stephen West. It's a very interesting, down to earth, uh, and I think very well presented history of philosophy he does leave some gaps so for example right now he's come to like quite modern times he's already talked about like Camus and Sartre and and so on who are like relatively recent uh, as opposed to I think there's a podcast called like a history of uh, philosophy without any gaps that has like 300 episodes and is not even up to like Immanuel Kant yet, I don't think. So yeah, uh, those like philosophize this is definitely, you know, way more appealing to me. So I, um, I, I've definitely listened to that one the most other podcasts. I probably have to give a shout out to Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh, uh, but, uh, it's hard. Like, I would listen to pretty much any Philosophize This episode that comes out, but Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Jocko Willink, I, I do like those guys, but I don't think I'd just listen to an episode unless I knew who the guest was, or with Joe Rogan, it's his most accentuated. Uh, but Tim Ferriss, quite a lot as well. If I like read the bio of a guest and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, she sounds pretty interesting. I'll, yeah, I'll listen to that for sure. Uh, I'll check it out. But I don't think I would like set it to automatically download any uh, like Tim Ferriss or, or Joe Rogan episodes. And other than that, there's one called The Portal, which I recommend you check out. It's pretty cool. But yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful time.